Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rita Roy, CEO of the National Spine Health Foundation, and I'm your host for the Get Back To It podcast, where we tell real stories of healing and recovery. What does it mean to get back to it? It means overcoming injury through treatments that work in order to return to the people and activities you love, whatever that looks like for you. It means getting back to your life. We're here to share success stories of those who did just that, and some of these stories you are not going to believe. At the Get Back To It podcast, our goal is to highlight spinal champions who have stories of healing and recovery that give hope to others on their patient journeys. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by a spinal champion who underwent a long journey to the pain-free life she now lives. Now, eight months pregnant, Abigail B. never thought she would have a pregnancy totally free of back issues. She persevered seeking treatment and ultimately found the combination that worked for her and gave her the results to a pain-free life. Now that you know what to expect, let's get back to it and dive right into Abigail's story. Abigail grew up with an active lifestyle that included dancing, color guard in high school, and lots of boxing and conditioning in college. She remembers working as a nanny one day when all of a sudden she moved the wrong way and could tell that something wasn't right in her back. She never quite recovered from this initial instance and flare-ups became more frequent and longer over time. I couldn't imagine not living an active lifestyle anymore, but unfortunately had to sit out of many of my favorite activities as the flare-ups became worse. The official diagnosis was degenerative disc disease. This was attributed to genetics since I did not fall into the old age or trauma category. The last three levels of my spine showed signs of degeneration and instability. The levels the doctor told me that were affected were L3, L4, L4, L5, and L5, S1. Abigail recalls that many of her treatments felt like temporary fixes rather than long-term solutions. As a young woman with so much ahead of her, she needed to find treatments that worked for her. I tried physical therapy medication. I practically lived on prednisone steroids, cortisone shots, and eventually my treatment just became to do nothing until things would calm down. Slowly, I was doing less so that I wouldn't cause things to flare up again, being less active to reduce the chance of a disc slipping or pinching the nerve. Six months after the surgery, I was literally running again. I remember the first two miles I did around my neighborhood and I couldn't believe I was really pain-free at this point. Just working through some residual muscle tightness and loss of some range of motion, but really living a pain-free life. Abigail spent the next six months continuing to work on her recovery. She used this time to get stronger at the gym and fully returned to an active, normal lifestyle, working out four to five times a week. Boxing was her favorite thing to do during this time. In 2019, I had part two of the surgery, which was a hardware removal. I had a ton of bone regrowth, everything was really strong and stable, and all signs pointed to removing this hardware so that I would be more comfortable long-term and I could continue on the active path I was going. Unfortunately, the disc that Abigail and her surgeon had chosen to leave alone started to act up as soon as her hardware was removed. After about 10 months of trying to work through this, they knew something wasn't quite right and later discovered the degenerated L3 disc was now torn and was most likely the cause for the new symptoms she was experiencing. 
The good news was that my disc was a really good candidate for stem cell therapy treatment. We needed the torn disc to heal itself in order for the new symptoms I was feeling to go away, and stem cell therapy would potentially be able to facilitate that. Although frustrating, stem cell therapy treatment was the best thing that happened to me. I had instant relief the second I got off the table. I got really, really lucky and felt immediate relief from this procedure that only got better over time. Today, as Abigail sits with us, preparing to give birth soon, she has had no back pain or issues the entire duration of her pregnancy. Prior to her regenerative medicine treatment, she did not expect to be in this Getting pregnant was always something I was afraid of with my back history, but everything I went through has helped me overcome any symptoms and allowed me to live a completely normal and pain-free life. The best advice I could give would be to not give up. No journey is the same, and it may not be a straight path to a full recovery, but patience, perseverance, and hard work over three years and three separate procedures was exactly what I needed. If I gave up after the first surgery, or accepted just feeling okay and not great after the second surgery, I would have never experienced how good it could get. I trusted the process, and my doctor and medical team helped me to where I am today. Of course, I had to put in the hard work in between, but it is possible to get better. Abigail, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your journey so vulnerably with all of our listeners. And I should share with our listeners that Abigail is my niece. And when Abigail first told me that she was having issues with her back and taking these constant steroids, I said, we've got to get you to the right doctor. Abigail, you have such a beautiful story. It's so exciting to be talking with you so close to when you'll be welcoming your first little one into the world. I can't believe it. You're making me a great aunt. (laughs) Um, But, you know, one of the things I wanted to highlight today as we're talking about this is that, you know, we're really happy now. You're, you're, you're smiling at each other. You're pain-free. Your little, little baby's growing inside of you, but it wasn't always like this. And you talked about the frustration that you had, particularly after going through the fusion surgery and then the hardware removal and then back to pain again. And, um, you know, you sort of had a taste of the pain-free life, but then felt like you took a step back. Why don't you to talk with us about how you navigated that mentally and what that was like and what kind of support you had? I mean, to feel like you've taken this major step forward and then now maybe going backwards. What did that feel like? Tell us what that was like for you. Yeah, thank you for having me today. I'm definitely excited to be here and and share this story with you. It has been quite a journey for sure. So at first, I thought what I was experiencing might just be discomfort and healing from the hardware removal. And um, it was to be expected. I didn't think too much of it. Um, I jumped back into physical therapy to work through it and tried to be patient. More time kept going by and I found myself being able to do less and less instead of more. My range of motion and the comfort in my lower back was significantly improved with the screws out, but I couldn't take full advantage of this um, because of the new symptoms I was experiencing. So through this time, I really relied on my physical therapist, uh, my trainer, and my doctor, who's a whole team effort. Um, I was doing a lot of maintenance in PT, which helped. Um, It was almost like the Band-Aid that we were putting on things and got me out of the painful state. 
And then my trainer really encouraged me to find workarounds and uh, modifying things in the gym, but he wouldn't let me give up. And that really was um, a game changer for me. Working out and staying active was so crucial to like my motivation through all of this. So I appreciate, you know, having somebody to help coach me on not giving up there. And then from there, I stayed in close contact with Dr. Haynes. He really helped me navigate the season mentally and physically. Um, having a doctor you can completely trust and be vulnerable with is huge. I remember sitting in his office and, you know, maybe six months after the hardware removal, really being honest with him saying, okay, something doesn't feel right. And he, and he heard me and he believed me and he said, okay, let's, let's figure out what's going on here. So I think with the help of all three people in my life, I was able to kind of navigate that time. Yeah, that's, that's so important. Having the right support team in place is so critical. And Abby, I heard you say something really important. When you were meeting with your doctor, you, you told him what was happening and he heard you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, patients, and I've been a patient too, we, we don't want to disappoint our doctor. Mm -hmm. We don't want to say that what you did to me isn't working or that, you know, maybe this, this isn't going the way it was meant to go. And, 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 and so I think that really underscores how very, very important it is that you have a doctor who you trust completely. That relationship with your doctor, with your surgeon is so, so critical because you know, you, you, you've got to be honest with them and they have to be honest. And that the honesty, the trust, the integrity of that relationship is so critical to problem solving and getting the right treatment for the right problem and getting you better. I think one of the things I know about your case as we've talked about is that, you know, you had these multiple levels that had some disease in it and you chose to fuse two and not the third because your age, you're a young girl, you're in your twenties. Mm -hmm. And, and so when that other disc started talking, mm -hmm. it was sort of like, uh Oh, should we have fused that one also? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there was some question about the approach. And again, just so important that you had the relationship with your surgeon that you could express how you were feeling. Um, but I think also the whole team, you had a whole team there, knowledgeable team saying to you, um, gosh, you're still having pain. You should talk about this with your surgeon because you're not supposed to be having this kind of pain, right? So having the right support. Absolutely. Yeah, having that right support team, so important. Abby, something you touched on that I think is really important about pregnancy as somebody with degenerative disc disease and, and just more broadly pregnant, pregnant and having back pain, what encouragement do you have for other spinal champions who are out there that might have similar concerns? As an expecting mother and a spinal champion yourself, I think that's a really unique place to be. And, and I think that you can offer a really helpful perspective to others. Yeah, I, I think I find the biggest comfort in knowing that no matter what happens along the way or what has happened in the past from my experience, that there is a solution out there. I know that I will not be crippled in pain or stuck in pain forever. Um, there's always been a solution that we've been able to find. So, 
you know, finding the right doctor and getting to the root of my problems and correcting all of the issues that were going on before getting pregnant really give me hope that if anything were to happen or I found myself in pain again or it just starts acting up, there's going to be a solution. Um, all three steps of my journey were different, so the future could look different too, whatever that means um, for what comes my way. But I definitely encourage anyone um, who may be considering starting a family or suffering from chronic pain or back issues to try and address that head on because there's a light at the end of the tunnel for sure. Um, I definitely found it before I entered this chapter and I'm thankful I did for sure. Yeah, that that's amazing. That's so awesome to hear that, Abby. I think um, what you're saying about finding the right treatment for you and trusting in the treatments and knowing that you're, you're in great hands. And, and, and again, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, again, underscoring how important it is to have a doctor who you trust and knowing that there are treatments that work. And one of the things that the National Spine Health Foundation that we do is we do clinical research. And part of our mission in doing the research is to prove what treatments work and how they work and what those outcomes are for patients. Because we want to say, hey, there are these amazing treatments out here. Maybe it's a combination of treatments. It's surgery and an injection, some combination, no cookie cutter approach to any one patient, but know that there are a range of options in treatment that you should look at and you should pursue with your doctor. And I think your, um, your story is so incredible in underscoring that. And then the ongoing piece of it to say, well, I'm pregnant now and I've had all of these treatments for my back and I'm confident that I'm in great hands. Mm -hmm. You know, if something arises, I'm going to be able to manage it and there will be a treatment there for me. Um, let's talk a little bit more about your stem cell treatment. So again, after you had your fusion and then you had the hardware removed, an adjacent disc started bothering you. We knew that disc had problems in it, uh, and then it started really bothering you. And so in that conversation you had with your surgeon, I'm sure it was probably looking at, should we have fused it? Should we not? What are these other treatments? When your doctor said to you, you know, I think this is a really good candidate to try stem cell treatment on, what was your initial reaction to that? And what have you learned about stem cells and can you share with our listeners what what you've learned about stem cell therapy and what that even means yeah of course so you know i will be honest i actually had a ton of hesitation right off the bat it was not a clear decision for me my options were another spinal fusion surgery that would remove the l3 disc that was now causing problems or to try the stem cell therapy treatment so I actually think it took me an entire month to make a decision. Poor Dr. Haynes saw me probably three, four times over that period, just, you know, processing it and talking me through it and sharing, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly with all options. Um, ultimately, it was super patient and, and left it up to me to make the call. Ultimately, what really helped me make the decision was the information I got on the regenerative medicine and um, the potential risks involved. So at the time, the, the worst case scenario for me with stem cell therapy was really that it may not work for me. I may not have the results that we are hoping to achieve from them. With the spinal fusion, it just felt so binding and it felt like a huge recovery and another really permanent procedure. 
So um, after weighing all of my options and talking through it, um, it really felt like I had nothing to lose to try something new, something that could be better long term, something that could um, help me get back to my regular life sooner and faster than a spinal fusion surgery again. Given that I went through it, I knew what a beast that could be to go through. Ultimately, what helped me make my decision was all of the credible information and resources I was able to get from as I was processing, you know, stem cell therapy treatment versus spinal fusion surgery and what to really do next. I think at the time, you know, worst case scenario was that it just might not work for me. I might, might not be a candidate for it. But on the other hand, a spinal fusion surgery felt very permanent and a more binding decision with a longer recovery. So after weighing the risks and um, the potential that stem cell therapy could bring and help me get back to my life a lot sooner um, with a better long-term a long-term prognosis for my my ability and, and my active lifestyle that I was wanting, that's what I what I chose to do. So um, yeah, I think does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that answers my question. Um, when you first heard about stem cell treatment, did you know what that meant and what it involved? I had no clue. It was brand <laughs> new to me. You know, my first thought was the stem cells were going to come from somewhere else or, you know, I, I, you know, assumed there was a third party involved or I, you know, I just didn't know anything about it at all. Um, I quickly found out that the stem cells were harvested directly from me. It's something done in-house. It was less invasive. It was an outpatient procedure. I didn't even go under full anesthesia. Um, so all of those things were really exciting um, for me being somebody who, you know, my job was demanding, my lifestyle was demanding. I wanted to be, you know, out there with my friends and family and just something that would allow me to get back to my life a lot sooner. Yeah. And so, um, Abby, did they harvest the stem cells from your hip bone? Yes, they did. So they harvested it from my hip bone. Um, they did it directly before the injection of the stem cells. So it was all one procedure at one time. And isn't that amazing to think that our bodies can heal themselves? And given the right scenario, the right patient for the, you know, in the right moment, that our body does have the ability to heal itself. And I think Another word that is used for, you know, in the stem cell universe is regenerative medicine, meaning that your body can regenerate itself. And I think it's so wonderful that that worked for you. I remember the day that you had that treatment, Abby. I remember that you came in, you had the treatment, and you were instantly healed. Like it was the craziest thing. Yes. You got your injection and you were like, oh, I'm better. And, and, and that has continued now for how long? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, within the first 20 minutes, Dr. Haynes even said, well, give it some time. You may be in some more pain, but that pain never came. Um, you know, through my recovery and healing every month, I felt a little bit better and a little bit stronger. Um, I'm about one year out from when that initial procedure was now. And I can honestly say I have not felt any discomfort or flare up or any of the symptoms I was having before. Yay! That's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's really amazing how your body can just do it on its own. Like I felt like this was the most natural, like organic procedure I could have gone through to take something from inside of me, put it back into me and then let my body just do what it's meant to do. And, you know, that happening alongside of also being pregnant and like creating a human and my body was able to do both at the same time without impacting one or the other which was pretty cool 
I remember when I first found out I was pregnant, my first call was probably to Dr. Haynes. And I said, oh no, what's been, what's going to happen to my back now? I want to keep healing and I want to keep feeling better. And he reassured me, he said, this is not going to affect that at all. You're going to continue to be fine. And he said, just let your body do what it's doing and keep up the hard work and you should be okay. And, you know, here I am today. That is just so awesome. Such great news. Um, and it's just, our bodies are just little miracles. I mean, and it's like the miracles of modern medicine working in, in concert with the miracle of what our bodies can do is, is really just, just amazing. Just really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things, Abby, that is strikes me about your story is that you had quite a long journey to get to this place. And um, in the beginning of your your journey, you were you were getting these steroid treatments. That's such a that's such a difficult path, and you just weren't getting anywhere. What advice do you give people? Would you give people who are um, in pain and are seeking treatment and and maybe are not getting the results that that they want? I would say that you might not be looking in the right place. I mean, it took two, three different doctors and um, a couple different approaches before I really found the path that put me into the right direction for success. So, you know, if what you're doing isn't working or if you find yourself kind of spinning on a hamster wheel, which is kind of where I was for maybe four or five years before I came to VSI with things slowly declining along that timeline, I finally needed to go somewhere new with a new approach, with a whole new perspective to kind of break the cycle and, and have somebody do that. So that, that's kind of what kickstarted my, I think, success and recovery. Yeah, that's incredible. You say that very... Um very simply like, well, it was about four years of not you know, being on the hamster wheel. That's a long time of your life to be struggling. And through college. And through college. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's, that's really hard. And, and steroids are a tough treatment just, you know, in general, and then to have the stress of being a college student and, and all of that, that's, that's, you've been through a lot, Abby. And so we really celebrate your success because Honestly, um, it, it is so awesome to see you where you are now, knowing where you've come from. I think what's so important that you just said is don't be afraid to see another doctor if you think you're not getting the results that, that you should be getting. Mm -hmm. And people might say, well, how long should I give? And the answer is, there's no defined period of time. If you're if you're seeing a doctor, you try a few treatments, it's not not going the way that you want, see another doctor. There's nothing wrong with that. And we encourage people to get second opinions or to, you know, to verify uh, with with another opinion that their treatment really is is the right treatment or they need to give it more time or maybe not give it more time. So I think that's so important. Was that a difficult thing, Abby, when you were deciding to go see a different doctor was that tell me what that was like for you yeah no that's a really good point I mean there is no exact timeline or exact time frame for when you've had enough of a certain kind of treatment or a, a certain level of pain or you know every time you go to the doctor they ask you what your pain level is and at what point on that scale do you try something new or realize what you're doing isn't working so it's tough and I think you know lasting four or five years, I was hopeful that, you know, things would just stop or things would get better on its own. And maybe being so young, I thought this was just kind of like a temporary thing. 
So, you know, I, I actually remember the day I finally decided that I needed to do something different. It was actually with Cinco de Mayo and I was out with some friends. I'll never forget it because we were like trying to enjoy margaritas and chips and salsa. And I could not even stand at the bar or be there with my friends in that environment. And it was to the point where I was in tears over a social outing. And at that point, I realized, you know, okay, I seriously have to make a change in order to, you know, get, get to a better place in my life. So for me, that was my breaking point. That was when I had enough, but you know, it's different for everyone. Yeah. And, and we, we don't, uh, you, we want people to, um, get their lives back quickly. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's just whatever, whatever moment that is where you say, this is it. I can't take this anymore. I've got to find another answer. Something as simple as, being in a social environment mm -hmm. and, and just standing and enjoying drinks and food, that should not be painful. Yeah, you should not be tears, not, not be in tears over that. Oh my goodness. Well, look how far you've come. And um, now you're a beautiful mom-to-be. Of course, I'm biased because I'm your aunt, <laughs> but I think everybody would agree and our sound producer, everyone would agree, you're a beautiful mom-to-be. You are a thriving spinal champion. You share your story so generously with us. We're so, so thrilled to talk with you today. I know that your story will give other women hope, especially uh, women who are thinking about back treatments and, and wanting to start a family. You're a great advocate for the spinal fusion path uh, and also for regenerative medicine path and the combination of those treatments. Really, really a fantastic story. You give others hope and and we are just, thrilled for you. Everyone here at NSHF gives you our huge congratulations on your family-to-be and on your continued success as a spinal champion. Thank you. So, brava, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All, all of those things I couldn't agree more with, and I am so excited to be able to share my story, and I hope that it can inspire other people, and I love talking about it. It gets me excited because, you know, it feels good to feel good, and I want other people to be able to experience that, too. That's awesome. At the National Spine Health Foundation, something we believe in most is providing hope for recovery through sharing stories of success and expertise. It isn't always easy to find someone to relate to, even though 100 million adults suffer from neck or low back pain each year. To hear more stories of spinal champion recovery and access educational materials about spine health, visit us at spinehealth.org. If you're interested in supporting our show financially, you can contribute to the link provided. Thank you for listening. The content and views expressed on the Get Back To It podcast are for information purposes and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. To read our full disclaimer, visit spinehealth.org.